Welcome to Food Friends. I'm Carrie. And I'm Sonia. We met in Los Angeles over 15 years ago as private chefs and haven't stopped talking about food since. We created Food Friends to share our stories and recipes with each other and you. We're so glad you're here. Hi, it's Sonia. And whether you're taking a hike, going to the beach, or gathering with friends in a park, this episode's for you. We're talking about picnic foods. We're talking about what to bring, what to make. And as usual, I'm learning from Carrie. She shares so many amazing tips and tricks and things I've never even thought of. And we're really curious what you're packing on your picnics. So comment on our post on Instagram or drop us a line at foodfriendspod at gmail.com. We really, really love hearing from you. And if you've been enjoying the show and have a few extra minutes to leave us a five-star review on iTunes or to leave us a review, that is so helpful and we appreciate it so much. We love growing this Food Friends community. So thank you so much for listening and stay tuned for more. Hi, Sonia. Hi, Carrie. I'm excited to chat today about all the things that we're going to eat at like our summer gatherings that I are I feel not like we could talk about this for a hundred years and forever. never stop. Even just recording our recent episode about deli salads, you know, we talked about so many great things and then I was like, oh gosh, there's so much more like pasta salads and, you know, potato salads and- Or as you reminded me, the first comment was about whitefish salad, which is <laughs> totally one of my favorite salads and we missed it. How'd we miss it? I know, I know. And and like I think even doing like a white fish salad and some lox and some cream cheeses and some bagels at a park for a picnic is a great picnic food. I'm sort know? of not into fish at a picnic, but that Okay, fair enough. But if you've got a cooler, I can see a world in which it would happen. It just like would not be my go-to picnic meal. On a hot I, summer day? Yeah. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. I'm excited to jump into pasta salad because- Well, because we definitely left out pasta salad last time. we left time. out pasta salad. And there's so many great pasta salads, but I want to know like what's the first pasta salad that comes to mind for you? Well, my, the first thought that comes to mind is that there aren't that many great pasta salads and that mostly I don't like pasta salad. And this is one of this is one of the places you and I differ. Yeah, I'm not a huge pasta salad fan. Okay. Well, What's one that you do like? Well, can I tell you first why I don't like most? Yes, yes, tell me. I find them usually too dry. Yes. A little lacking in flavor. What I grew up with is actually like the deli counter pasta salad, that fusilli in different colors sometimes with with the canned black olives and like maybe cubes of bland mozzarella and like kind of like an Italian dressing kind of thing. An Italian yes. dressing, but never enough Italian dressing. Right. And somehow both dry and watery. So that's the kind I don't like. Okay. But I that just I think it's funny I bring her up as often as I do. But Fair I just thought Tessa. No, I wish. Oh. Although she makes some good pasta salad. <laughs> or Deb Perlman. Both of those are great pasta yes. salad makers, but actually I was thinking about Allison Roman, who okay. just posted like a jammy tomato salad, I think. I think, or sorry, jammy tomato pasta salad. So I think what she was doing was kind of, and I could be completely off base, but this sounds good to me. Is it like if you roasted a bunch of 
like tomatoes and got them all kind of jammy and then sort of mashed them up and then tossed that. I could be way off base, but that... Yeah, I feel like I saw something like that too. I mean, I love that. That also calls to mind just like a bruschetta kind of salad with raw tomato, cherry tomatoes, and a little bit of raw garlic and a lot of fresh... Basil, yeah. And then tossed that with pasta. When you say like tomatoes, that's another one because I think in the summer... This is the prime time for eating like a raw tomato, you know, a fresh tomato. So I'm really curious because you like pasta salads. They're a thing for you. How do you make yours? I do. I mean, I think there's that classic macaroni salad that I just mm-hmm. don't mind. Like that's oh, mayo. That's a mayo base that does have a little bit of mustard in it. I think there's a little bit of sugar in it. And, you know, Carrot. it's like – yeah, a little bit of shredded carrot, a little bit of scallion maybe. I lived in Hawaii for a couple of years and mac salad is like a quintessential Hawaiian island food. Everyone ha- Every family has the recipe. I actually don't mind a mac salad, but for some reason, I don't think of that as pasta salad. Oh, so you're help- Yeah, you're helping me broaden my understandings of pasta salad. Yeah, I mean, I think for like the way that I grew up, if you were going to fancy picnic, I guess not fancy, just in like a, a big gathering, like a church gathering or like a family reunion at a park or something like that, where there's mains where either someone one's manning the grill or people have brought fried chicken. You know what? Even if it's cold fried chicken, a macaroni salad along with a coleslaw, those are like such nice fresh sides. And I don't know. I just like that creaminess of a macaroni salad. Now that you're bringing this up, if you were going to ask me to make you a pasta salad today, I immediately had some thoughts because I never make it, but now I'm getting kind of, I feel like there's, I'm up for this challenge. What pasta salad would you make for me today? Okay, I know I, what I would request that you would make. So you tell me what you would make. Really? Oh, yes. I just kind of want to hear that first. I would want a pesto pasta salad. I think that's such a great place to go. And you yeah. are the queen of non-traditional pestos. Although because this is summer, this is also like prime time of a very traditional fresh basil pesto that you can make, but it's prime time for every herb and every green. So you're in the right direction. What I think I would do is kind of a green goddess pasta salad. I think I would make a very very creamy dressy. It would have to have tarragon. That would be my Mm -hmm. secret ingredient. It would have tons of basil. I would throw in mint and parsley, maybe cilantro. I would really get all the herbs in there, some chives and make a totally amazing like lemony creamy dressing out of that and then I would want to pick the right pasta shape so probably this is a tough one do you have an immediate thought well I think for like a pesto any kind of twisted pasta is so great then there's also some of the fun ones that kind of look like a flower they look like a a conch shell or whatever and they're all twisty and they can just hold all of that sauce yeah and I don't want them too big and I don't want penne so I think those shape I would use is I think it's called radiatory I could be saying that wrong oh that's a great one that's the one I would do and then I would have if it was still around I would add a lot of asparagus I want it full of vegetables so I want probably like snap peas yes asparagus snap peas maybe some kohlrabi or some like mild radish not something too punchy or you know even maybe some cucumber added to that yes please yeah so delicious green olive not a black olive yeah because that would add like this little punch of saltiness in there too would you put cheese because I feel 
feel like you could go cheese in that. But I would want that all kind of tossed together and then cheese sprinkled on at the end. I wouldn't want the cheese like all in it, yeah. right? Yeah. I don't think I want big chunks of cheese. Do like the idea of a pasta salad with feta. I love but, it. Right? So yeah. the other direction I would think I would go in if you had me make one today is like a tomato, cucumber, onion, feta, Mediterranean Right. Situation. And what, what pasta shape would you do for that one? I'm kind of really feeling the same pasta shape for pasta salad, but I think yeah. that you, what's it, or a chiati? What's the one that's the ear shaped pasta? It's like a little bowl. Yes. I think yes. that would be good for a Mediterranean one. That one would be good for a Mediterranean one, but here's what the one that I always put with the orecchiati, which is corn, especially sweet summer corn, lime, cilantro. Like that's the place I like to go. And then there's also these great Mexican cheeses is like a cotija or a panela or even a queso fresco, which is just very, very mild. I want to go back to this, but I just want to interject with a salad I was going to bring up today, which is I was developing for one of my clients, which is an elote salad. salad. So you basically grill corn or or cook corn however you want, take it off the cob, and then take some crema or sour cream mixed with lime juice. That's your dressing. That's it. On top, you sprinkle cotija or queso fresco. You add cilantro. This this chef adds pickled red onion and some tahine and there's no mayo. So it's and, like a creamy- And there's no mayo and there's also no pasta in that, right? No there's pasta. no pasta in that one. Yeah. I just think like, first of all, that sounds amazing and is so different than all these other flavors that we've been discussing. But what my point about the orecchiati, the, the ear shaped pasta is like, it almost like holds the corn kernels. It's like they all kind of get bunched up together in the same way that the rotinis holds the pesto. It's a great pasta shape. And there was always this very basic pasta salad that my aunt would make in the summer with butter, corn, lime, and then she would, with her scissors, just cut chives over top of it. I and thought she made that hot. I didn't realize that was- She a- would make it hot, but it would sit out. And so that's not one that I would necessarily take to a picnic and serve cold if I was using butter because the butter then is cold and doesn't doesn't make us yeah it congeals so you could do that with olive oil I guess if you wanted to but just she would also serve that in the summer so it makes me think of the summer for sure you could add basil to that one and that would be a really you could add basil and tomato I would maybe do corn pasta basil tomato olive oil lots of salt and pepper it's so So you make a corn pasta salad that's the pasta salad you make I will make a corn pasta salad I will often serve that one warm especially if we have corn around if we have corn that's left over like if we've had a bar barbecue and we've served corn, but there was leftover, I'll cut that off the cob, toss it with butter and pasta and bacon or something else. And we'll have that as like the second meal the next day or a couple days later with all that leftover corn. But is there another pasta salad that you're making? Like a cold pasta salad that you take to a picnic? No. See, that's interesting, but you like it if it's there. Like if you go to a picnic and someone has brought pasta salad, it makes you happy? I'll make a pesto pasta salad. Okay. I do make that and take it to places. And there's this other interesting one that I noticed last summer and I didn't make it and I want to make it this summer, which is this ingredient always makes me think of you is tahini. Mm. It's like a tahini pasta salad with Parmesan. So it's not meant to be vegan. It's not made with mayonnaise. So it can just, it has a little bit more space to sit out. Yeah. And this is totally an aside, but I think you're going to love it because it's just connected to what you said. And it just happened. I was just messaging with a local chef, Josephine LaCosta, who's amazing. And she had posted a photo of this pink chicken salad at a picnic. Like she was like at a picnic that she was serving pink chicken salad. And I was like, what is in that? Is that beets? Like what's happening there? And she said it was 
pickled beets, strawberries, pickled something else, tahini, lemon, garlic, herbs. She whizzed that all up and then like added vegetables and chicken and it became this kind of pink chicken salad. I was like, that sounds really good. That sounds really good. And I think that nuttiness, I just, I've learned so much about tahini because of you, because of the cooking that we've done together. And I always think about those tahini cookies that you made that I cannot get out of my brain. But I just think that flavor lends itself so beautifully because it is rich and it has like a nuttiness to it. And you can go in so many different directions, just adding a ton of lemon to it. This recipe that I'm talking about with the Parmesan, it's like you can think about the umami of the Parmesan, like adding so much and it not being that traditional mayonnaise-y classic elbow pasta salad. It's very updated. Speaking of mayonnaise, there's another mayonnaise salad we didn't really talk about that I happen to love and that's potato salad. Love potato salad. I I love love a potato salad. salad. Tell me your potato salad. I think we've talked about this once before, but you know that it's going to have an enormous amount of herbs. Yes. Oh, herbs. Herbs and mustard. Yeah. Whole grain mustard always. Mayonnaise. Tons of herbs. Scallions. And then I love getting new potatoes, especially in this – because like in the summers when a lot of potatoes show up at the market, like in the middle of summer, and they're so tender and sweet, if I can get them home and never refrigerate them or store them or have them anything happen to them, just plop them in a pot with water, boil them, and then get them hot in that dressing, you want to make like twice as much dressing as you think you need. Because right, it potatoes. like soaks it up. I agree with you. Like I love a very classic potato salad like that. I also love a potato salad that has more of a vinaigrette on it mm. and is mixed with other things that are kind of hearty like green beans or Romano beans or if you were to make like a Greek salad with green beans, potatoes. I've done this before. Like green beans, potatoes, olives, feta, crunchy sweet peppers. Like mm. you kind of throw it all into yeah. it. And then, and then it becomes this really great vegetarian main that you can take and eat if it's just a small group of you or you can add it to like a big potluck of other items and it's what kind of dressing do you do for that I mean in that one you can do a red wine vinaigrette you can do a champagne vinaigrette you know I love a champagne vinaigrette or a red wine vinaigrette that starts with like a shallot or an onion that you put that oniony flavor into there and sort of let it mellow in that space and then of course I think you need a lot of a whole grain mustard and a Dijon I like the mix of them. You know, it's a little bit of that crunchiness of the whole grains of mustard. But yeah, I mean, I think you can go in so many directions with that too. You know, well, it's like a herbs. German potato salad, but you're adding a ton of beans to it. But I love the idea of when you were going in the feta, pepper, beans, potato. It's almost replacing pasta with potato in what you're describing. Yeah. It's yeah, which I think is really smart. It's like a fun departure just from boiling pasta. I mean, I guess you're boiling the potatoes. Yeah, it's a different flavor. And as you as we've talked about before, and to your point about getting these new potatoes, it's like when you buy potatoes at the farmer's market, the flavor is bar none. It's so yeah, much night and it's day. so different. And even just recently, you know, I've mentioned this farmer that I've worked for several years ago, Wiser Family Farms, and they have these tidy little they're basically like purple and white striped potatoes that they have renamed Laker Bakers. And I just find them so charming, especially living in Los Angeles. I know that our Lakers have just lost, but any potatoes like that that have color in them, you know, there's the straight purple potatoes and then they have all these pink potatoes, all these fun different versions, you know? My favorite potatoes though for potato salad are like a German butter ball. I like a really yellow potato. And if you can't get to a farmer's market, like a good Yukon Gold will totally do Those the are trick. fantastic. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Or a fingerling. Yes. So, okay. So we've covered some salads. And if people want to listen to our deli salads episode, that will also give you a lot of good ideas for what to bring to a picnic. But I'm curious like what your go-to main is when you're having a picnic outside or hosting a picnic. So we go to Colorado in the summer and we do this really big hike. And so we pack up a picnic and take it with us. And there's a couple of these hikes that we do. One of them, we pick up sandwiches on our way through town and, and go to this hike. But there's another one that we do that it's too early. We have to pack everything kind of the night before. So my strategy has been I roast a turkey breast. Just I don't get a whole turkey, but I get a turkey breast. I roast that. I slice it really thin. I make us turkey sandwiches. And then my other trick, because everyone's kind of like packing, everyone's taking their pack, we're not taking a cooler, is I buy bottles of juice from one of my farmers, which you can also buy just plastic bottles of juice from the grocery store or from a juice shop or whatever, and I freeze them. And I use that as ice. So when I'm packing everything, then the turkey sandwich stays cold because of this frozen block of juice. We're leaving the house at like 6 a.m. or 7 a.m. And so by the time it's like 11 or 12 and we're eating lunch, this juice is now like slush, which is such a great thing to eat after you've had this like two-hour hike. And then you have this really great turkey sandwich and usually I, I have some pickles and we've got a couple things of chips. That's, That's like- a, a dreamy picnic lunch, especially <laughs> if you're hiking. I want to go to the turkey for a second because you've mentioned this before, but I never do and I think it's so smart. Yeah, you could easily just get deli meat, right? And you're choosing yeah. not to because there's something more flavorful, less ingredients and all that with a homemade roasted breast. But yeah. are you are you just doing salt and pepper that kind of situation. It's like the plainest turkey ever. Love and that. Yeah. It's so plain. It's just a roast turkey breast. But then also, you know, we've talked, we are always talking about bone broths and stuff. Then you have this giant turkey bone that you can make a little broth out of. And there's not so many bones that you have this thick broth. It's actually perfect for the summer because you just have this light bone broth that is flavorful and you can use for another meal. I think that's so smart. And I feel like this is bringing up the idea of like different kinds of picnics. There's the kind of picnic where you're on a hike or you're at the beach or you're on the go or you're in a car or whatever. And then there's the kind of picnic where you're organizing a group gathering outside. Like maybe there's a concert in the park or you're even having people in your backyard. And for that, I really do love a fried chicken. Oh, I a thousand percent. I love like cold fried chicken at a picnic. Or hot fried chicken, either one. If you're at a park, if you've taken, you know, packed it in your cooler and taken it to the beach. And in the case that I just described going on this hike and having everything in the backpack, like you wouldn't want all those chicken bones with you. But yeah, I think it's like thinking about where are you going and what are your resources, right? Like, do you have a cooler as a resource or is it just your backpack? That turkey sandwich needs something to keep it cold. So how do you make your drink keep it cold? Yeah, no, I think that I'm definitely going to use that trick. And also just the idea of a slushy fruit juice sounds so good. Because actually there's a market vendor who sells apple, pear, cherry juice here in Portland. We have the same. Yeah. Yeah. And they bring them. They're pre-frozen a little. Yes. And so when we buy them, they're already kind of slushy. And I'm like, this is the best way to have this juice. One of our farmers, this woman named Laura, she has all these great juices. She has tons of citrus at her farm. But one of the things she started doing with her lime is that she would make like a limeade and put it in a smaller juice container. Kind of becomes the perfect margarita should you love to have a summer margarita. And so I try to keep those frozen limeade in my freezer just for like whenever whenever we need it. 
That's so smart. I think I've had one of those at your house and it was so good with her it's, juice. It's not a margarita. It's obviously just the limeade. So like you can serve the limeade. Mac drinks those. And then we just add a little bit of tequila to ours. And- so smart. I have another idea for something that we started to do for picnics, especially like to the beach. It's kind Tell of me. something Jonathan and I really like to eat anytime. And it, in a way, it started on our honeymoon. We went to Hawaii on our honeymoon. I used to live there. I really wanted Jonathan and I to be able to go there. We had the best time. But the thing about Hawaii is it's so influenced by Japan. Um, There's so many Japanese folks who live there and who are tourists there and all that. So there's like places where you walk in and they only speak Japanese. And every 7-Eleven in Hawaii is a lot like the Japanese 7-Elevens wherein there's incredible prepared food. That's the difference between sort of Japanese and American 7-Elevens. We have kind of pizza and hot dogs and that kind of thing. In Japan, the 7-Elevens and the kombinis, the little mini marts, are just full of incredibly good food. Like elevated food. And it's not even like that it's elevated, like it's fancy. It's just incredible. If you get an egg sandwich from a mini mart in Japan, sorry, egg salad sandwich, it's going to be like the best egg salad you've ever had. They just have all kinds of delicious things. They'll have like katsu or whatever. So Hawaii 7-Elevens aren't quite Japanese level, but they're very, very good. And one of the things that they always, always carry is onigiri, which are those triangular rice snacks. I guess they can be round too. So it's like a a ball or triangle of rice that's usually filled with something. It could be filled with seaweed or tuna or ume or or meat, bulgogi, or there's all kinds of flavors. It's wrapped in seaweed. And the way they're designed is really smart. Keeps like the seaweed in its own wrapper so it doesn't get soggy. I've heard of those before. When we were in Hawaii, that was just like all we wanted to have on the beach. We would just always stock up for the day. with. Oh, like that a- would be perfect. Yeah. That would be then- perfect if you were going to the beach or even scenario of when we go on our hike. You guys were going on like a hike in Hawaii. You could just have your frozen bottle of juice and your onigiri. Is that how you say it? Yeah, and even here in Portland, there's a place called Savi Island, which has a beach, which isn't too far from us. And often we'll just go to, there's a Japanese restaurant here and we'll pick up some onigiri. They make them in balls and they're in really exciting flavors and we'll just take that to the beach. So that's my other like kind of favorite picnic snack. I love that idea. I wouldn't think of that. There's so many traditionally American foods that I grew up eating, going to a picnic at the park with like fried chicken and coleslaw and potato salad and pasta salad and some kind of pie for dessert. That's kind of my childhood. And so this idea of incorporating these other foods that seems so cool, such a great departure. So many great handheld foods of the world. But I feel like we covered a lot of ground. And one thing we haven't talked about is the sweet treat at the end of your picnic. And for me, no picnic is complete without fruit. And that doesn't even have to be dessert. It can be part of the meal, right? Yeah. As you're saying that, it reminds me of one of these traditions that they've done in the Midwest that my mom would do. My mom was really good at this, is where you make a basket you carve a basket out of a watermelon. She did this? Oh, yes. No way. And then you ball, and then you use like a baller, like a melon, yes. they call it a melon baller, and you put watermelon balls and cantaloupe balls and honeydew balls back into this bowl that's made out of the watermelon, and then you serve it that way. And you don't always have to serve it that way. You can obviously put it in your own bowl. I grew up with so many melon salads like that. Oh, my gosh. I love that. That actually thrills me. <laughs> I love a good fruit salad. I love just slices of cold watermelon. Like if you pack them under your fruit slushies and you had a container of cold watermelon slices, that to me is hello picnic or like some cold cherries. But I do love like a composed fruit salad. And I think just a few things make it 
taste extra. And yeah, for- what do you put in your composed fruit salad? But what we would always have is some version of all those melons and maybe some sliced strawberries or maybe it was just all melon. To me, it's maybe not as much about like what fruits you put in, although I would stick to in-season fruits. So like I don't tend to put a banana in my fruit salad. I tend to put watermelon. No, it would also get yeah. like mashed up, right? Or I might stick to like a family of things. So if I'm doing melon, it's going to be melons and maybe pineapple or I'm going to do like stone fruit and cherries and berries. And so like kind of those things tend to Like peaches, nectarines, cherries, apricots, maybe add some berries to that. Some raspberries would be good. But I think just the addition, if you did nothing else but lime juice, Mm -hmm. I think that elevates your salad and you don't even notice it. But the two other additions I want to offer. So if you already have gotten the step of lime juice, if you take on a little travel container, those little tiny bottles of tahini. Oh, yeah. That little lime chili spice mixture. I mean, that's one of my favorite summer salads slash anytime salads. We live near a park in Los Angeles, and there's always a couple of fruit sellers around. Like, I can walk to at least a couple of fruit sellers any day of the week, which I think they do a, a brilliant job of like mixing fruits and vegetables. So there's jicama and cucumber, which makes it crunchy. And then you can choose your fruits like mango and pineapple and watermelon. And then I love to get fresh coconut because it adds like that fattiness to it. Yeah. And then they sprinkle lime all over it. And then usually I ask them to separate it. So then Mac can have his with just lime and I can have some tahini on mine. There's almost nothing more satisfying than that on a hot day. I really miss the fruit vendors of Los Angeles. It's such a special feature of the city. That's my way of recapturing that experience. The other ingredient that I'm obsessed with is passion fruit. Have we ever talked about this? No. (laughs) I thought you were going to say mint because I think that's such a nice adding like fresh mint into a fruit salad, lime and mint or lemon and mint or uh, lime and honey and mint. Like it just adds like another dimension and salt. We always salted our melons too, by the way. Did you ever salt your watermelon and cantaloupe? I didn't grow up doing that, but now I do. But that's so interesting that that's Midwestern because I thought it was also so Southern. If we had like a slice of cantaloupe or a wedge of watermelon, I my family always – we always did that. I don't know if really? everyone did. Yeah, oh, we always so salted. It brings out the flavor. It's If you haven't tried it, it's so good. It's uh, so great. So mint is, is a really good addition. I agree. Like I love a mint in a fruit salad, but I am obsessed with passion fruit and it doesn't grow here. So I don't get it the way I did in LA. If I could, if in LA you can get like a fresh passion yeah. fruit, open it up and use Just the like inside as a dressing. Yeah. Yeah. But Actually, like at Costco and at any like Korean market, they sell this passion fruit puree. It's made with like passion fruit and honey and it might have a little sugar, but not too much. And it comes in like a jar and you keep it in your fridge. And they literally on the thing say like, you can use this for salad dressings or for teas or sometimes they make a cocktail with that. They'll take sparkling water and a little of the passion fruit puree and squeeze some lime in that. You could add vodka or or tequila. But another thing I do is if I'm making a salad dressing for fruit salad, I'll take some of that passion fruit puree and then add lime juice or lemon juice. And that's it because it's already sweetened. And then I toss everything in that. You have to link to that because I've never seen that. I don't know what that is. And I just having that on hand is like such an elevation of whatever simple thing that you have in in your fridge, right? Do you ever stir that like into oatmeal? Like could. I hadn't thought about oatmeal. (laughs) Think of a million things to do with that. Put a scoop of that into your smoothie would just make 
your smoothie taste amazing, right? Oh my God, I didn't even think about any of those things. I love that you're even bringing new ideas to me. I've just been sticking to my... So this is just like a jar of passion fruit. What is it? Passion fruit puree? Yeah. It's like I said, it's mixed with honey. So it's in a way preserves it. Right. Yeah. So it's not doesn't go bad as quick. But I know you can get passion fruit puree frozen that's pure, but that tends to be pretty pricey. So any good H Mart will have this. I'll link it and maybe even link a photo so people will know what I'm talking about. But I found it at Costco. So if it's at Costco here, it's got to be at Costco other places. Totally. As I mentioned to you when we were talking about like all the berries in the summer is just eating like a fresh strawberry in the summer is so delicious or just eating a slice of melon in the summer is delicious. But especially for people like we're at the cusp of that season. But as the season goes on, you're kind of looking for these new ways to mix it up a little bit, make it feel a little more special, add some mint, add some passion fruit. Do you ever bring any other desserts on your picnics? Like do you like to have cookies or something like that? Or are you a pie girl? This is where I like the hand pie. And this is where often if we're at a rental, I can buy like a puff pastry. I can add a little jam. We can have a hand pie. Or if we've made like chocolate chip cookies and frozen them, that's like a great thing to stick in this bag. And then one of the other things that my mom often does when she comes to visit me is she makes zucchini bread Mm -hmm. and she brings a couple of loaves and we stick them in the freezer. And then about this time of year, we haven't seen my mom for a few months and we're missing her and we're missing her zucchini bread. So we pack that zucchini bread and take it on our hikes. We cut it and we butter it and then put it back together. And then when we get to the stream that's our ending point – that we sit down, we sit by the stream, we have a little zucchini bread, and then we hike back. <laughs> I love that. Oh, this is, of course, making me very hungry. I know. I'm excited to make some pasta salad. I think that's where I'm headed for this week. I think I might too. Yeah. Well, thanks for this conversation. I'm excited for the summer to start. Picnics. Yeah. Well, I guess it's already started here, but I guess you guys are lagging a bit, which is the exact opposite of every other year. Well, we've been in June gloom for a for a couple of weeks and I feel yeah. like I'm ready for the sun to come out for sure. It's coming for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> All have right. a good week. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for being our food friend. If you enjoyed our podcast, please subscribe, leave us a review and share this episode with friends. We love hearing from you. So follow us on Instagram or drop us a line at foodfriendspodcast.com. Yes, we'd love to hear from you and your food friends. Happy cooking and eating.